The elven supply ships out of Chelsea were also overdue, and Kistan was beginning to feel truly isolated in his port. If that were all, he still would not be standing here sweating. Ships were often late, and messages from Margaret Hold and Glockhold were tenuous at best. There were two things that truly concerned him. The first was that the Aether Well was acting peculiarly. The well had failed altogether two weeks ago. The avatria of his governor's house had settled onto the subatria and threatened to fall over altogether. The aether had returned to the well, fortunately, but the aether output was greatly reduced. It was barely sufficient to keep the avatria above the foundations and left precious little more for defense of the port. The few slaves that were in Port Glorious fell out of their devotions, and most of them had to be put down. Kistan had yet to determine what might be causing such a terrible drain of aether. He was still trying to coax the Aether to return when the second unnerving event had happened two days ago. The night watch had been drugged into sleep. The next morning, the governor and all the elven warriors awoke to discover Port Glorious deserted except for themselves. The usual noisy bustle of the goblin shopkeepers, Chimerian traders, and gnome craftsmen, as well as their brawling children and wailing infants, had gone silent. The Chimerian and Gnomish ships in the harbor had all sailed during the night, leaving only the elven galleys tied up at the long docks. The smithy hammers were silent, the coopers' mallets still, and the streets deserted except for the warriors of the elven cohort. No children ran or shouted in the streets. No carts moved. Indeed, there were no carts or conveyances left to be found anywhere in the port town, either inside the crowded alleyways within the city wall or among the sprawling buildings outside. The goods in the shops were missing. The tools of the craftsmen were gone. Not even a dog had been left behind. Kistan had sent out runners to discover where the townsfolk had gone, with the idea of sending out a centauri or two, no more than a hundred warriors or so, to round up the citizens of Port Glorious and shove them back into their homes. Most of the runners came back no wiser than when they left, but two of the three sent eastward returned with news of an enormous army, possibly four thousand strong, marching toward Port Glorious. In the lead were the manticores, but there were also goblins, gnomes, and even a few humans and elves observed by the two runners who made it back. The third scout did not return. Kistan knew at once that they were about to be laid under siege. He commanded the cohort to abandon the barracks outside of Centauri Gate, and moved them all inside the city walls. He then ordered the shanties outside of the Emperor's Gate and Sacha's Gate to be burned to the ground. The ruins still smoldered and smoked, but Kistan now had a clear view of his enemy as they approached, and knew that they would have to come at the wall exposed and in the open. Four thousand rabble against my seven hundred. We're in a defensible position of strength— and I've already had the proxies engrave fold marks into the approaches. We've the Aether on our side, what there is of it, and the Manticorian tactics are easily countered. Kistan mopped his elongated forehead once more with the edge of his robe. So why am I still sweating? Are your warriors ready? Kistan asked. Yes, General. It was Tribune Shah Mehuin who answered him. Kistan trusted the Tribune implicitly. There are two full centauri on the walls, with four octia positioned behind each of the five gates. The rest remain reserved in the plaza adjacent to your home.
Each are organized in Octia, with their proxies awaiting deployment behind the siege lines at your command. We have a single Octia of war mages, but I've spread them as evenly as I could across the Centauri. Proxies are also in the sea towers as a precaution against any attack by Walter. Kiston looked down the line of the battlements. The elven warriors stood in their armor, black featureless eyes shining through the ports of their gleaming helmets. The morning breeze rustled their banners. The distant rhythmic sound of the approaching army rolled toward them across the landscape. Who are they? Shah Mehun asked, gazing out toward the approaching battle line. The runners called them the Army of the Prophet, Kistan answered. Word reached me from Ronos that two legions had been dispatched to annihilate them weeks ago. We were to be the rear guard against their escape. Escape?